We are spilling the tea about social media red flags and bad advice, coming up on episode five of The Tea at the D. Welcome back to the TFD. I'm Anna. I'm Tammy. And I'm Alex. And today we are going to be talking about some social media red flags and bad advice that might make your trip not so favorable. But before we get into that, Tammy, let's get into some news. Okay, so the tea on last week is that the My Disney Experience had a big old disaster of a day. Apparently on Tuesday morning of last week, everything went down. Tickets, park passes, Genie Plus reservations, everything went down. And so no one was able to make their park pass reservations or Genie Plus reservations or individual lightning lanes. I bring this up because this is not actually uncommon. This happens more than you think. And Disney IT? What? I know. I'm reading these articles and I'm like, this is not really the first time this has happened. But so this isn't news. (laughs) No, but I mean, it is news. But I feel like this is our reminder that it's Disney IT. And to put your patience pants on and uh, stay flexible. Things are not going to happen as perfect as you might have planned. Right. And combine that with like the reality of things breaking down in general. Yeah. While you're at the parks, I had clients um, over last week and the weekend at Disneyland. Everything that they wanted to do kept breaking when they wanted to do it. Like they'd be like, okay, we're moving on to this. And it just, you know, they did a really great job at going with the flow and making the most out of it and having like, you know, all right, moving on to the next thing. If this isn't working right now, we'll come back to it. You have to break away from what your plan originally was. Um, to in order to like enjoy everything but yeah this this is disney and things go wrong all the time but yes there's magic in other places you can still have a good time and not have a perfect itinerary yes yeah stay flexible my friends exactly the other thing is is we have two meet and greet news uh moana the moana meet and greet is a Officially hitting Dino Land, or I should say, it's right outside of Dino Land, but um, she starts that as of now. And then the live action aerial, guys, that is, is so, so exciting. exciting. Yes, live action aerial is moving in for meet and greets at Hollywood Studios over at Walt Disney World, inside the Walt Disney World Presents, excuse me, and uh, in the promenade near It's a Small World at Disneyland. And then it's also coming to Walt Disney Studios Park in Disneyland Paris. That's, That's so, so exciting. It's amazing. As yeah. long as they don't have flounder. As long as... They'd have to bring in a real flounder. They'd have to put like a fishbowl. Live action flounder is the worst. (laughs) It doesn't, it doesn't look real or fake. (laughs) So they just, I don't know. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's that's the general feedback is people are not impressed with what flounder looks like. <laughs> Have you seen it, Alex? I'm going to look at what flounder looks like right now. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty interesting. <laughs> there are some funny there are some funny memes about it. What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> what? No way. Is it a who, fish? Who okay? Is this? it an animation? I don't know. What is this? It's know. all of these, all of these live action movies that have like animals in them talking. The animals are all like they always look so weird. No, the Lion King was good. Lion King was so the impressive. Lion King. True. The Lion King was was good, and it was the movie. I don't know as a whole. Weird. But, it was yeah. like it was kind of weird, and my husband hates it because he's like that. It just does not look right. I'm like, yeah, I feel like animals like a cartoon <laughs> makes more sense yeah. to have an animal talking. That's than, true. Like, you could take that back all the way to the days of Homeward Bound though. I mean, people mm. have been doing it for <laughs> years and years. I can't even, I'm still, I can't even get over this flounder. I know. So I know. funny. Well now go look at Sebastian. Cause that's the other funny one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, while you do that, let's talk about ride closures, y'all, because they just oh, announced God. that starting June 5th. Planned, planned ride closures. Planned ride closures, yes. Um, starting June 5th, they are closing, uh, they are temporarily closing Peter Pan's Flight, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and Alice in Wonderland over at Disneyland, which share the same building. So that makes sense. Uh, They have not announced a reopening. So if you have tickets for this summer, stay flexible, folks, because those three rides rides. might be down. Yep. Yeah. That's a lot. Alice in Wonderland is always down in general. So maybe this Um, will help. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe this will help. We have some Disney Cruise Line news. Um, The 25th anniversary sailing set, the first one set sail, I believe it was Monday. So how do do we feel? They put 25th anniversary flags all over the atrium of the Disney Wish. And when I say all over, I really mean all over. You definitely know you're on a 25th anniversary cruise. Yeah, it is very much apparent and very much, which I did not want in my wedding photos. So I might be a little bitter about it, but I mean, it's going to be fun. They are very nice colors, so I'm not mad about that. They do match the atrium. If you are used to going on cruises with Disney, it could be a nice little change up, a nice little fun add on surprise, right? True. I mean, they definitely really, really went for it. Let's say that. And they have some new merch that a little like preview. Castaway Club members get a nice tote, a nice lanyard, I saw. And there's some mugs. That's and cool. I think that's all we've gotten like a sneak peek for. That's awesome. So then the last few things are um, May the 4th is tomorrow. And they will be Big celebrating day. in both parks. So oh, yeah. go check out all your Star Wars paraphernalia. Most of it looks exactly like what they had last year, but um, it is a nice little change up to the Disney schedule, especially when you're a local. They are bringing new itineraries to Columbia and New Zealand with uh, 
Adventures by Disney, which is really exciting. The Columbia itinerary is inspired by Disney's animated Encanto, which could be really cool. Oh, yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah. And then finally, they are opening up breakfast over at Off the Hook Poolside Dining over at Alani starting May 17th. So if you are spending your summer over at Alani, you have new breakfast items. They're going to have things like Mickey waffles and buttermilk pancakes, French toast, eggs, all your typical breakfast things. But you're outside. Yeah. You're outside by the pool in Hawaii. So Um, one thing I wanted to add to your May the 4th thing is if you are at Disneyland, this will affect you. And it would have affected you yesterday as well. May 2nd, 4th, 4th, obviously, 8th and 11th, they were, they're doing the Disneyland after dark for Star Wars night. Oh, that's right. So special ticketed event, which means you're which have been sold out yeah and but if you're if you're going there expect for your park day to get cut a little short um, for the after dark party goers which what if i recall correctly disneyland after darks sorry yeah so they get early admission at 6 p.m so that means probably people will get booted out by like eight or something. Yeah. So you won't have a full Disneyland night if you don't have access to or have a ticket to um, Disneyland after dark. So okay. but also, also happy travel advisor day, guys. It is travel advisor travel day. Advisor day. It's global yeah. travel advisor day. That's oh, us, in case you haven't heard. <laughs> We should celebrate. <laughs> Somebody pop open the champagne. Yeah, Alani, that's about. Like, yep, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers with us. Energy drinks. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Alani. No, I'm just kidding. We are not sponsored, but. Uh, <laughs> but if you wanted to. We do love us a good Alani new energy drink. Not willing here. to be sponsored. <laughs> if you wanted to send it our way. Exactly. We don't drink tea during these. We drink Alani's. <laughs> okay. Should we get into it? Let's do yes, it. Yes, let's go. I'm so well, excited for this episode. Okay. So my inspiration for this episode came from an article my husband sent me like randomly last week. Shout out to Brad. Um, he was like, this is interesting. And apparently on his end, it showed up with like a big picture of Disney, but it doesn't actually reference Disney in here. Um, But it said they did a survey. They asked 2000 American adults about their travel expectations and realities. 45% of them said their last vacation lived up to their expectations. So 45% were less than seven, less than, (laughs) I know. Oof. 72% said social media created unrealistic expectations for them. Wow. Three quarters of these people went into their vacation with certain expectations because of social media. Like, that's wild to me. And only 45% were satisfied. Wow. That's wild. And here's here's the big one, and 
why you should support your friendly travel advisor. 67% (laughs) said their own planning was to blame for the disappointment. (laughs) Wow. Their own planning. Two thirds of people were disappointed with their vacation because of their home planning. (laughs) I mean, if that doesn't scream, get yourself a professional. I don't know what does. But what I found really relevant was the impact that social media has on our expectations of so many things in life in general. Totally. But, But of course, our vacations, right? We see these perfectly curated posts. We see... You know, Mm -hmm. people going all over the place who have the means to go all over the place, but maybe you don't know how far their, you know, dollar goes because of the means that they're, you know, that they have. Like, you don't know much about influencers or whoever this is. You don't know who's sponsoring them because a lot of times, I mean, sadly, they're, they're sponsored, which is great, but a lot of people are still not disclosing everything or they're hiding the fact. Yes. Um, So what, what may look amazing and beautiful and fun might have actually cost the normal Joe Schmo $20,000. Right. Right. And that's something that me just scrolling through Instagram is like, yes, I do want Bippity Boppity Boutique. Yes, I do want Capture Your Moment. Yes, I do mm-hmm. want to stay at the Grand Floridian. Uh-huh. All yes, of I do want like, the fancy dinners. This and the, yeah. The four seasons. Right. And your bank account is like, nah, girl. No, you don't. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it is now if that is the vacation that you want and you have the means for it is yeah. amazing it, yes, is it is amazing <laughs> but and it is it, doable totally but if your bank account is saying no we'd like to stay in the $3000 range that's also possible it's just where does your expectation lie and it will still be amazing right. you just can't base it off of what you always see on social media. What you see, right. They don't disclose everything that's going on. Because they did not get all of that for $3,000. Definitely not. did not. (laughs) All right. I would stay at the Four Seasons for $3,000. Same. (laughs) Okay. I'm not sure when you could get Four Seasons for a week for $3,000. No. Maybe a night. (laughs) You're a squatter. (laughs) (laughs) So. What I want to do today is I want to go over these very, very specific things, right? Like what we see on social media um, that affects our travel. So red flags and bad advice that we hear that can maybe make us have an unfavorable time. Let's go um, just around I do want to say one thing that we are, we are focusing on social media here, but some of this advice you may have heard from your next door neighbor. You may have heard from Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo. You may also, and I'm, and I'm just going to say it. I'm going to open up this can of worms for a second. You may have also heard this from another travel agent and that is completely possible too. We're just covering all of these bases. Yes. All right. Tammy, you want to start? Yes. My first one is small, but 
super important. It is not comfortable to dress your children in princess outfits from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. at night. It is itchy. It is uncomfortable. You'll see it all over Instagram that they dressed their daughters in Cinderella's dresses or Belle's dresses all day long. And let me tell you, I've done that just around the house with my daughter and it is not fun for anybody because it gets dirty. It gets itchy. She complains by the easy. Have a backup. <laughs> yes. Bring comfortable clothes. Get your pictures yep. in front of the castle. Dress them for up sure. in the bippity boppity boutique. Maybe not at the beginning of the day, maybe after nap time, do bippity boppity boutique, which is where you can take your kiddos to get a whole princess makeover, but minimize the amount of hours that you do that because it is not comfortable or fun for anybody. Am I right? Because nobody wants a grumpy toddler. No. And that grumpy at baseline. (laughs) Yes. That itchy tool under the dress. Yeah. Yeah, no. Don't do it. Don't it's so cute. That. Get your pictures and move on. Yep. And enjoy the rides, your day. Enjoy the meeting characters. Actually, you might want those pictures in the bippity boppity boutique dresses with the princesses. Yeah, save those for the end of the day. So plan it, plan it wisely. Yeah. Yes. Do not have the expectation that they are going to be in that all day long. Just don't. Yeah. And be happy yeah. in it all day and long. And you be happy. <laughs> for sure. Alex? Okay, so one of my biggest red flags when it comes to planning based off of social media is when influencers that aren't necessarily theme park influencers go to the parks and say, you should go see this show, you should go eat this, go to this restaurant, but don't specifically name and or even know the name. Don't put the name. Of what they're doing. They just say, oh, this was really great. I'm sorry. Okay. So say where it is. Say what it is. Name it. And if you don't name it, Google it and figure it out. Yeah. There was, do y'all remember that? uh, I think it was on TikTok. There was a TikTok. I don't even remember who did it, but it doesn't matter. Um, Where she was like, and then we went to the show it was really great. Day. The show was fantastic. Highly recommend. The show was fantastic. <laughs> okay. 10 out of 10 recommend fantastic. That's the name of the show. <laughs> but she literally right. was just like, highly recommend watching right. the show like, and then never how, name the name. How was that supposed to help someone who's never been before, right? That's following you because, or, you know, that's following that. You just went and they want to play Right. Yes. So kind of along the lines of that, like, you know, person going for the first time or maybe the first time in like many years. Big red flag is when someone says, I'm going to put out a guide for you. Oh, yeah. Sends me over the edge. And that's their first time they went in like four years. Please Please don't. Please try so, lightly like, with the guides. They are not the influencers. Yeah. They yeah. are not in the parks five days a week, 52 sure. weeks out of the year. Two things that I'm bothered by. And again, we're talking like a fashion influencer, right? Like a non-Disney yes. Like influencer. non-theme park influencers, for sure. 
two things that bother me about this is number one, they are basing this guide on their own personal experience and their one time going, right? It's going to be limited in what they did because you can't do all of Disney in one trip. But even that, you just, (laughs) you're going to end up seeing a lot of very wrong things. And if you've never been, you might not realize what is right and what's wrong advice, right? Number two, if there is really great advice on there, chances are it was information from their travel advisor. A lot of Disney, or not Disney, a lot of fashion influencers are using Disney travel advisors, planners, yeah, to book their trips and make it magical. And they've heard that, uh, you know, so-and-so did it. So I'm using, you know, their travel advisor or they found their own or whatever. And they're being sent documents probably with helpful information and tips and tricks and all these things. And they're being fed this information. And now they're stinking capitalizing on it by putting it on their own blog and claiming it as their own advice. And like that to me is problematic. Give your yes, credit for sure. to the travel advisor. And, and they'll tag if, the travel advisor, but like really small. It, but, but say like, if you want more information and guidance on your specific trip, go to this girl. She did an awesome job customizing it for my experience because not every experience is going to be the same and it shouldn't be the same. Every family is so, so different. You want to do what your family likes to do, not what you saw you should do. Alex? Okay. Another red flag for me, telling your followers to eat Mickey pretzels and Mickey (laughs) shaped food. Because yes, Mickey go to Baseline Tap House and get a good pretzel. Okay, go so, to the Germany Pavilion, get a good pretzel. Don't get a pretzel because it's Mickey shaped, and this influencer told you to because they're not even that good. There, yeah. or even worse, even worse. And I've seen this from actual like Disney specific influencers not giving a description of the food, posting yes. it because of aesthetics. And not saying anything about it. Like, yeah, it looks cute for a picture. And someone's going to go, wow, that actually looks really good. And maybe it tastes like plastic. Like, maybe note that in your caption, you know. Right, give it give it a rating. It really cute for a picture, but it sucked. That's, yes. my, that's my biggest beef with it. Like, if someone wants to go get a Mickey pretzel, that's on them. Like, if they want to go get a Mickey bar, ice cream bar, that's cool. I do I mean, like those. See, people like them. Here's my thing. They don't tell you what it is. They don't tell you where they got it. And they don't tell you what they thought about it. Or they don't give you all the options. They they say, like, you can't go to Disney without getting a Mickey pretzel. Well, I do it all the time. They don't give you. But here are some other places where you can get pretzels. For sure. They don't give detail about where what else to find yes. food. And then also think of all the millions of other options there are besides an aesthetically pleasing pretzel. And 
Can we also point out that none of these snacks are like particularly cheap? So you don't want to blow your budget on something that you saw on Instagram that is like a six dollar pretzel. Yeah. So I mean, I had I had a similar thing that uh, probably probably the (laughs) the same bad advice or red flag, Um, but. The unfortunate thing is there is one particular Disney blogger um, who they've stopped describing what it is, how much it costs. They just keep saying, this is amazing. This is amazing. And, you know, they keep reposting like other people with it because they want like, you know, this person to be like their, their, yeah, like it's their thing. Shout out to the Disney food blog because that they are on YouTube and that's literally all they talk about and they go around. Now I do think that they focus only or mostly on Walt Disney world. So it's not the place to go for your Disneyland food, but if you are looking for honest reviews of food in Walt Disney World, check out Disney Food Blog because they're honest when they like something. They're honest when they don't. You may not have the same taste as them, but at least it'll give you a better idea than someone holding a Mickey pretzel on Instagram. Sure. We do a good job of saying like, if you like this kind of stuff, like you'll probably like this. If not, skip it. Yes. Right. And that's like the type of review that you want to hear, especially when you're like trying to cram. I know I personally always go in with like this list of snacks that I want that my stomach is not going to be able to, you know, fit. <laughs> like I obviously can't everybody that things. walks in those park gates. <laughs> right. So I like to be able to, you know, like, all right, if, if this is at the bottom of my list, you know, based on like these decent reviews like hey if I don't get to it I'm not gonna be like heartbroken right so I also think that people go to certain restaurants for the aesthetic for the atmosphere but they want the photos but the food doesn't even match up to it's not up to par it's right it like the vibe is good but the food isn't necessarily good right so now with that said if you're just going for the experience if or the aesthetic. The if all you're going for is that Instagram photo, it might it might be worth it to you, right? Totally. But you should be informed of what's going to be presented to you. For the sure. Addicted to the Mouse has really good sit down dining reviews, and they're honest too. Yes. Yeah. And, and they, they have sh- a they have a scale rating system. They got and going on over there. They, at Addicted to the Mouse. They rate the environment. So yes. If you're looking for an environment rating or a quality taste rating, Addicted to the Mouse on YouTube is great. Yeah, for sure. And they just hit 10,000 followers. Congrats. Shout out to Dan and Leslie. Congrats, guys. Okay, mine is uh, the ones who show up. You know, you're following their stories when they when they go into the parks and they walk into the parks at noon or one every single day. I think that's what bothers me the most is every single day. So here's the thing. Walt Disney World and Disneyland could be for the people who like to sleep in and go into the parks late, but you will not see everything. 
You cannot have both. So it really just depends on what you want. If you want to ride as many rides as humanly possible, and you want to eat as many snacks as possible, and you want to see all the different lands, you cannot roll out of bed at 11 a.m. You will not get it done. You don't necessarily, yes, you don't necessarily have to be there for early entry. Although I would recommend it, I would highly recommend it, but you could show up at rope drop, maybe even a little after, but you will not get a chance to do it. Not in the new Genie Plus post COVID era. You will not get a chance to do everything if you get there at noon. You just won't. And they don't disclose that when they do it on social media. Well, and here's the other thing. I can think of one very specific influencer that does exactly that. And she's there. And this is a fashion influencer. She's there all of the time, like on vacations. She doesn't live near a Disney park. She is the but she is there all the time on family vacations and they splurge on everything, including like VIP tours. Right. So, but they don't need to see everything because they've done it all. They've done it all of all of these vacations. And what ends up happening is you start seeing if you pay, if you're paying attention to why they are there, they are not there for, the Disney vibes. They are there because they are pushing certain products. And here's the thing that kind of goes into one of my big red flags. If you start seeing, which fashion influencers are working when they go to Disney, like they are, they are posting links. They, they are writing that in. trip off. Oh yeah. <laughs> right they, off. If you and make noticed, a commission. Mm-hmm. All of their outfits are from Amazon. They are from places that are going to give them money, the biggest money. commitment. They are linking the bejesus out of everything. Right? For sure. Their Every- kids, their husband, everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If they could take their dog with them, they would, <laughs> they would link their, their dog's too. collar. <laughs> or which their collar, their bandana, their doggy which- you know, we are all, all for them making a living. 100, make all your money, for them. Go and get it, uh, link where? all your stuff. But also for those of us that are watching them for Disney advice, don't take it as gold because right. they are there Con- to make that money. Consume social media responsibly. Know what you're looking at. And hey, if you like that outfit and you are like, I really want to wear that. I don't care if they only wore it to, you know, make a few thousand dollars. Uh, go ahead and click that link, girl. Give them credit for it. That's where you found it. I'm yep. all about that. For sure. However, keep in the back of your mind that what they are there for is to work. <laughs> right? To promote like, themselves. They are, they're, they're still on the clock, on their own clock, because they're all, you know, self-employed, but they are there to work and you don't need all that stuff. Some bad advice that I hear. This one sent me, and this is very specific to people with teeny tiny children. 
um, particularly babies. I saw an influencer, first of all, her trip was a disaster just from watching. Like you could tell that like, and it wasn't her first time there, I don't think. But she said baby wear, which totally, right? Like that doesn't sound like a like bad advice for a red flag. But she said baby wear and take a backpack. Don't take a stroller. No. It'll suck. It'll suck, but it'll be worth it because stroller parking is so difficult to find. No, no. There's stroller no. parking like every 10 feet. No. Okay. I I, was like, I am pro baby wear in the parks because oh, yeah. it just makes it easy to bop on and off of the rides. Um, For sure. Especially the boat rides and the dark rides because they let you baby wear on them. That's not going to do anything crazy. But take your stroller. Take your stroller, if only, so that you're not sweating all day with a baby on you. But also for the storage in that stroller, for mm-hmm. so you're not carrying the cup holders. Yes. The, if you wear a backpack, they don't have backpack lockers at every ride like they do over at Universal or any of the other parks you can think of. You take those backpacks on every ride with you. You are now carrying a load in the front, and now you're carrying a load in the back. When you yeah, could sweating all over. 360 sweat. Yes. Just leave that backpack (laughs) in the storage underneath the stroller. And hello, your cup holder goes on your stroller. You're going to need that. You can't clip that onto a baby. Nope. You're going to need Baby's not going to hold your margarita. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It does become a margarita holder, especially in Epcot. (laughs) (laughs) And all the snacks. Yes. All, all the festival food. Mm. Put it right on the stroller like the canopy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right there. Okay. So going back on fashion influencers in the parks and say, oh, we had such a lovely trip. We did this. We did that. Well, yeah, we did all this in one day because you got a VIP tour, sister. That's why. Okay? Disclose the VIP tours. <laughs> Right? You're not going to oh. be able to fit all that they do in one day. The length that I saw one particular influencer go to to hide her VIP tour guides. She kind of goofed because you could see like the plaid in the shot of like if one you of know, the you know. But she went through such great lengths to hide and I don't know if she did it to like make her trip seem more relatable to not to not look like a snob for having VIP which we do not you are not VIP VIP. you are brilliant for getting if you have the budget 100% you can't you can't give the illusion of having this like perfectly magical vacation and you got to do all of these things and not disclose that you did VIP because you are an influencer. People are watching what you're, what you're doing and they're getting ideas to go. It makes it that much more unreachable Mm -hmm. for the people that are following you. You might as well just say, 
I did a VIP tour. That way they know to budget for it if they want mm-hmm. their vacation if they want the to day look, look like that. hers. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's or much more relatable than than hiding, which I don't know why anyone would want to hide those VIP tour guides because they are awesome. They are so oh, fun yeah. and so nice, but don't hide them and make it look like you did all of these things in a short amount of time. It's not realistic. And then people are going to go and it's going to make it seem like their trip was less than when really it was still a magical trip for their family. Yes. Also, if you are a foodie and you see them not stopping to eat a good table service restaurant, I see this all the time. I... I will watch these stories. I will watch these TikToks. I will watch these reels where they don't stop to eat at a table service restaurant the entire time they're there. You are missing out. They are missing out. I feel bad for them. Good food. But they are not showing you just what Disney World or Disneyland has to offer when it comes to Unreal food options. There is amazing food to be had in right. Disney World and everyone's missing out if if For you're sure. not trying the table service restaurants, especially, I get it, especially if you're like, I'm on a budget. I don't want to eat the fancy schmancy. There are some that are not that expensive. I'm looking at you, Garden Grill, or I'm looking at you, Via Napoli, Via Napoli that are amazing and they are not expensive. Right. Well, here's the thing is to go along with that is a lot of, and this was actually on my list. Um, people will in, you know, to kind of sound again, more relatable, they'll go, Oh, this wasn't worth it. This was overpriced. Let me tell you. Disney is expensive. <laughs> it is not cheap. <laughs> if you everything didn't is know that, you do now. <laughs> everything is going to feel overpriced. Now, if you live in a big city, so like I live in Seattle, <laughs> everything is overpriced. You go into the like suburbs or even, you know, like small towns, like where my mom lives. And you're like, what the heck? You can get a plate of food for $10. <laughs> this would cost 30 over in Seattle. You should come visit me. Is it cheap? I mean, it's not dirt cheap. Uh, I still live in a city, but it is not Seattle prices and it's not oh, York prices. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, we were, my husband doesn't flinch at Disney because he's so used to the prices here now. <laughs> Right. But yeah. if you're not used to big city prices, it's going and and I mean big big city prices are overpriced for for a reason, right? But yes, you're absolutely going to feel like everything is overpriced, but that's that's the Disney that's the Disney yeah. price tag. <laughs> And but it's all worth you it. Can find, it really is. Yeah, exactly. Is you can find things that are worth splurging on because along with that, you're not just getting food. You're usually getting an experience with it, whether there are characters or not. You That's are what getting you an pay experience for. with yes, it. Yes, for sure. That's what you pay for. So like us, we went to Topolino's Terrace, which is at the tippy top of the Riviera Resort for dinner. So we actually got a late 
dinner reservation. I think it was like 9 p.m. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we get there and hello, perfect timing. We go out into the like balcony terrace area and watch Harmonious. It was magical. The fireworks and they pipe in the music. That was the appetizer. It was so perfect and magical. And that's what you pay for. That's what you pay for. for. Sure. And I mean, and it's worth it. And even, and even if you don't get there at 9 p.m., which honestly, I 100% recommend if there is a good show over at Epcot, get that 9 p.m. Do, Do the late day. Take a nap at 6 p.m. <laughs> go and, and then eat. go to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was amazing. But even if you don't, that food, I mean, the I food still top about that pasta. Top notch. And that service. Oh, those people were fabulous. Yes. Love sure. them. Guys, Love let's them. go back. Oh my I God. Know. I know. I know. Like, let's sorry, go I'm over here rolling. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, hubbies. Bye. We'll see you later. We're going to go eat at <laughs> Um. So, yeah. No, I. It's an experience. You're paying for it all. You're paying, You're paying for, for the experience. For the, for the Disney magic. The magic is not free. <laughs> totally. So uh, my last thing I have on here for bad advice is winging it for flexibility. Oh, no. <laughs> if, oh, gosh. Okay. I have so many thoughts on this. <laughs> winging it when it comes to Disney, unless you live near the park that you are visiting, it's just not Don't a do good it. idea. Yeah. It's just Don't not a good idea. Your vacation. You should Don't see all of our vacation. faces. We're all cringing. <laughs> but this is okay. So, and I've been asked this before like, why can't I just go and show up and buy a ticket? Like, I can do that, right? I'm no, like, you will not get in. You won't get in. It's going to sell out. You might get lucky and I mean, you can buy a ticket, but you're not getting in without a reservation. No. So if you don't have a park mm -hmm. reservation, you're not, you're not walking through those doors, regardless of how many, you could have 10,000 tickets and you're still not going to get through it. Right. And imagine if you have paid, let's say you're coming from Seattle, like Anna, imagine you paid $500 a person. Let's just say that's average tickets to fly right now, $500 a person from Seattle to come to Walt Disney world. And you're just going to wing it at, at the ticket box in hopes. Now I will say it's been a long time since they've sold out of tickets and it's been a hot second since they've sold out of park passes, but you are playing with fire and should For that sure. happen on that day and they sell out, Yep. Mm, You're out of you lot. flew all that way. I I see. I see where this came from, though. Like where these comments come from. I've done this, by the way. I have shown up and bought a ticket in 2015. Yes. <laughs> yes. Pre-pandemic. Well, this and I, we did it. We did it in 2018, too, like on my husband's work trip. We just kind of showed up. It was in the middle of the week. We didn't think we'd have any problems. And we were able to get right in. We did it two days. And well, we got a two day park ticket. Uh, but that's not it's not the reality now. Don't do it. I don't, don't don't do as we say or don't do as we do. Do as we say. Don't do as we hey, there did it is. a million <laughs> years ago. But here's the thing. So I know you said that 
it's been a while since things have sold out. Not at Disneyland, which is where I was asked That's about. That's true. At <laughs> Disneyland, no go. That's a completely Disneyland different experience. sells out all the time. And maybe it's not both parks, but at least one will and be their out. Park pass reservations go out almost oh, yeah. daily. Just don't do it. Plan ahead. And and that's just, that's only touching tickets, right? Like winging it on your tickets, winging it on your day. Like even if you have everything arranged, but you have nothing planned and you just plan on showing up at the park and, you know, Jesus, take the wheel. Like, <laughs> no, you're going to spend most of your day waiting in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that flexibility that you think you had is going to turn into Last minute, trying to figure out what to do, trying to to figure out where you're going to eat lunch. Yes. That's going to lead to three hour ride waits and eating a Mickey pretzel at lunch. That's what that's going to be. And stress. A crabby family. Don't do that to yourselves. And here's the thing. Make those reservations. Disney has changed their rules around dining. You can cancel up to like two hours before without a penalty, give yourself that flexibility, of course, to like cancel, have an option, right? For sure. And then that's where we come in. Hire a travel advisor is basically what we're all coming down to is hire a travel advisor because we will do it all for you. We're always looking for a we no, but it's so true. It's it's why we do this, right? Is because we've fallen into that trap of poorly planned vacations. And we want to do better and we ha- want other people's experiences to be better. We don't do this to sell ourselves as a brand uh when it comes to clothes. We don't do this to sell ourselves as a brand when it comes to makeup. We sell this to sell the memories, to sell the experiences. We're the ones that are in the parks all the time. We go multiple times a year. We are the ones that do the research, that know the promotions, that know the places to stay based on what your family is looking for. We're not trying to to make a fast one on you or anything like that. We're here for you. Right, right. And, and like we thrive off of this. We love planning. We love all the details. We love every aspect of it. Take advantage of that because let me tell you, it's a lot. Yes. And it's so much to think about the to-do list for a Disney trip. It should be long. Your, your list of things to think about when it comes to Disney World or Disneyland should be long, but you don't have to be the one to take care of it all. You can work with a travel advisor and they can take care of it all. Curate the perfect trip for your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you are, you know, you're you're consuming information on social media on a very regular basis. And it's not always influencers that are affecting how you're going to travel. It could be friends. It could be family. It could be an acquaintance that you happen to follow on Instagram, right, that might put an idea in your head or you're like, wow, that looks amazing, you know, but we're, and you have to be responsible with how you digest that information. Any, anything else you want to add ladies? No, that sounds like great advice. Don't take 
everybody else's advice. Don't <laughs> reach out to, Don't us. Listen to anyone. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. <laughs> no, there is some really great advice out there that even as a travel advisor, I've been like, Ooh, this is cool. I never thought of that. So there is good stuff out there. Just consume social media responsibly. Period. That, that should be everyone's life motto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Consume social media. Take that as into life in general. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, if you don't want to be burned by social media and want to <laughs> reach out to us for help, uh, reach out to us at the tfd at gmail.com and also follow us on Instagram at the tfd. And then my personal handle <laughs> is twin mom on main street. You can find me at, at how far I'll go travel. And you can find me at happily ever after Alexandra. All right, girls until next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.